Hello again, everybody. Welcome to episode 73 of Starkville's House of L, your source for the Smallville and Superman audio content on the internet. I'm Derek. I'm Steve. Hey, Steve. How you doing? I'm good. A little, little tired, a little worn out, but, you know, feeling frisky for shoot. Well, I'm definitely glad you're several miles away from me then, if that's the case. I didn't say feeling frisky for you. Well, oh, I, I thought you said you. You said no. shoe. Shoe. Is that the show we're doing right now? Um, I yes. Lose track. Hey, speaking <laughs> of which, where's Geek Out Loud episode eight? Geek Out Loud episode eight will be posted tonight. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that before. Uh, no, serious business. I, well, if we, I have to, if I have to stay up through the wee hours to get everything perfected and just right, I'm going to. Uh huh. I've heard that too. I gotta get. I gotta get the recording off my computer and in, and onto the internet. That's what she said. Now, wow. we're <laughs> we're coming to you a little bit later this weekend because of Christmas holidays and people being out of town and whatnot. Uh, did you have a good Christmas, Steve? I have to feel like I have to be arbitrarily nice to you. Can we just skip all this? Yeah, we don't have to be nice. Oh, okay. I did have a good Christmas, though. Did you? I don't really care. Um, okay. No, I got this you... cool Optimus Prime. Tell us about Optimus Prime. What's well, that 20th anniversary thing that came How out old are like you? last year? Shut up, man. Okay, okay, go ahead. Gosh. Sorry. Anyhow, he's got a button on the back of his head. When you push it, his little faceplate moves like he's talking. Oh, really? Yeah, so I've been sitting around all weekend like, I am Optimus Prime. Huh. But he's massive. He's cool. That That's fun. Yes. Did you get anything else? Um, Got a few DVDs and that kind of thing. Clothes. Clothes are good. People look at me weird when I start asking for toys. Yeah, I would. Okay. I, th- I think you trump me, though, in, in, what, in, in racking up. I didn't get any toys. No, but you got something pretty awesome. I got an HD DVD player. That was that is, very nice. That is awesome. I was I was very uh, happy about that, and and then I cashed in my uh, my Best Buy gift certificates and ended up with about thirty HD DVDs by the time the weekend was over with. That's amazing, so, sir. Well, I mean, like that's a that's a substantial way to start out a HD DVD collection. I had to come in in a big way because the first DVD player I ever got was in 1996. It was the first I pride myself. I, I come from not a huge town, but it's a pretty big town in Mississippi. It's not Starville. It's somewhere else. And it's one of the larger cities here. And I got the first ever DVD player in that town. Hmm. I had the first one in town. And uh, that was for Soundtown. Not somebody went up to Tennessee and bought one and came back or anything. Got it the same day we got indoor plumbing. And, uh, no, no, joking. I no longer have to go to the outhouse and I can watch DVDs. Exactly. Uh, but in the course of, man, 11 years, it was a Toshiba. Um, and it was really like, like it was like the digital numbers were on it, but it was really analog, uh, had kind of feeling to it. And, um, I have over 1100 bought DVDs. Like, I have three massive bookshelves in my living room with these things decked out on them. I keep them in the cases and everything. So I thought, if I'm going to have to go up to this HD, I've got to come in in a big way the first week. So, of course, like, the first two I go and get are Superman Returns and Batman Begins. Yes, yes. And then I had to get Smallville Season 6 because I want to know what I look like in high definition. Sure. And, and people, if you have to watch it, just stick with the standard. Don't go up to the high def. <laughs> I'll be the first to tell you that. Steer clear. Uh, I should have worn like a scarf or something in it just, you know, to make myself look very uh, now. You're with me? I'm with you. Okay, fair enough. I'm with you. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. So, um, really glad to have Superman Returns on HD, though. Uh, that that pleased me. Uh, How sweet is that? 
it's a good feeling when Krypton explodes. It's the only time I've been happy about Krypton exploding, <laughs> ever. It's other than being in the movie theater and seeing that. Right, uh, right. Because I didn't see. Did you see? I saw Superman four in theaters. Yes, I see, saw Superman four in theaters. Did you see three? Yes. Did you see two? No. No. Okay. Are you no. old enough to remember seeing three? Um, yeah, in, in fact, I remember we went, I lived in Athens, Georgia at the time, and we went to a movie theater that was downtown, or kind of downtown, and, um, I got scared when the woman, uh... Robot face? Into the, yeah. Yeah. Terminator? No, I, I didn't see Terminator until, uh... No, she kind of looks like Terminator. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She's kind of got that Terminator vibe. Yep. You like the, um, Terminator, do you, Steve? I well, you know, I I've seen the movies. I my Terminator knowledge is lacking. Really? Yeah, it's my lack of Terminator knowledge is exceeded only by my lack of knowledge of the Teletubbies, I believe. Okay. Well, I'm glad to know that, I guess. Yes. I feel like I've learned more about you than one ever should. Well, about a friend. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, we, uh, we're coming to you this week, uh, like I said, after Christmas. We don't have a lot to talk about. I said last week that we were going to um, talk about two really big things this week. One was going to be the uh, kind of a chronicling of uh, Superman video games for the past 20 or 30 years. And that's a lot of content, and we've got a lot of stuff to already discuss this week. We're going to talk a little bit about Bizarro's role in Persona. So Indeed. we uh and we we've got a lot of emails to read too that I'm I'm gonna read some and we're gonna answer some questions, some that have been coming to us since Gemini and have gotten piled up that we're gonna try and catch up on here on the air. So we're and gonna say all save... the shoe listeners say thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. about time. Well we got it's it's hard. My fingers hurt because I email I, like I have to reply like every night I'm replying to so many, so it's it's tough. But um uh, where was I going? You, I hate it when you distract me. God, what was We've I got saying? a lot of content. We're talking about Bizarro's role in Persona. We've got emails. Yeah, that's pretty much it. It doesn't sound like a lot, but we're going to make it fun. Don't we usually make it fun? Uh, we try. We attempt to. And I tell you, the filter is kind of off tonight, so I don't know what may happen. Why do you say that? I'm just, I mean, I'm just kind of burnt. I'm a little tired, a little, you know. Oh, you've been on a trip. Yeah, you're, yeah. A little, you're worn out. Yes. So you're tired of annoying people. <laughs> did you uh, did you get any uh, Superman stuff for Christmas? No, I didn't get any Superman stuff for Christmas. Uh, well, <clears throat> kinda. I got uh, the season, the first season of Justice League Unlimited. I'll buy. It. Yeah. Okay. I'll uh, go with that. That I, I mean, that's the closest thing. Which I've watched one disc of it, and I I hadn't I'd never at this point watched any JLU. That's what the people in the know call it. And um, and I I, I don't know. It, it seems a lot more. They went. For the first few episodes, at least, they really went the more comedic route than what they did with the yeah. Justice League, the other two seasons yeah. of Justice League. Well, so, um, I, I don't got know how I feel about that. Several years ago, when uh, Tucker and I actually used to live together, we had an uh, apartment together in college. Um, my dad is a really, really good artist, and he came to the house, the apartment we moved in, and they said we could paint whatever we wanted to. So then, this huge corner of the living room he painted the superman shield oh wow for us and like painted i mean actual paint and everything just floor to just not really floor to ceiling but more more than halfway down the wall just massive thing and 
And we loved it while we had it up there because he did an amazing job on it. Just freehanded the thing and, and splashed the paint on it. And it was really cool. And, of course, we moved out of that apartment. And Tucker moved on and I moved on. And we watched him paint over the thing, which was after a couple of years of having it, it was difficult to watch because it was a really cool item to have in the uh, living room. No, I'm not a freak. And um, <laughs> so my uncle, uh, who is a uh, really well-known author around here, he... Uh, He's uh, actually one of uh, the lead journalism professors over at University of Mississippi. He, uh, you know what, uh, is it a fat head or fat daddy? Do you know what yeah, these the things fat, are? Yeah, the, the fat heads. Fat head? He got me the Superman shield fat head for Christmas. Oh, that's cool. This thing is massive, and I've got a little bit nicer place now, and I just really don't know where I'm going to put this thing. You need to get you an office. I've got an office. But I've got posters already all, all over this office to myself, and I just mm. I went on a on a binge the other day and bought some more posters. I told you about that. Yeah, yeah. I got the um, somebody sent me a friend of mine sent me the Dark Knight teaser poster from the one from inside Arkham or inside Gotham Prison with the two black circles and the bat symbol for the mouth kind of bleeding yes. down the yeah. thing. It says "Why so serious?" Somebody sent me that. So I was like, well, I hate to only have this Batman teaser poster, so I proceeded to go back and I found on <laughs> I found on eBay the original Batman teaser poster with just the Batman symbol and it said June 23rd, 1989. Which is an awesome one, sir. And then uh the Batman Returns poster and I was like, I'm going to have to have these two if I want to put this up. So I got that. But uh he also got me um Last Days of Krypton and that's something we haven't discussed here on the show and I hope to as soon as I finish it um which I got it before it came out. I had an advanced copy of it, and uh, so I had to take back his copy. But it got me thinking about it that I haven't talked about it here on the show, and I hope to have a really good review up for everybody when I finish reading it because I'm still not done yet. I'm I'm more than halfway through it. It's a really good read. Uh, it's by Kevin J. Anderson. Kevin J. Anderson, yeah, he's he's good. He did a lot of, and, and let me just diverge into my geekdom a little bit, he did a lot of the Star Wars novels. Later. Several, and if yeah. you're familiar with uh, Dune, he did a bunch of those too. Yeah. I'm not a huge Dune fan, so I don't know. But I did, I have read several of his Star Wars books. I think he did Darksaber. Yeah, he did, um, he did that. He and, I, I want to say it was his wife, did a lot of the, did a Young Jedi Knight series. He did the, uh, he did the trilogy of, uh, the, the Dark Apprentice trilogy, whatever that was called. But, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, I've read Darksaber. I didn't read a whole, I, I read like, um, Dark Saber, which is really good. The Courtship of Princess Leia, which is like probably the best Star Wars novel ever. Right. Yeah. Um, well, ever, I wouldn't go there. Okay. Well, to each his own. Splinter of the Mind's Eye. Did you ever read that? Yes. A lot of people don't know about this book. This book was written between. It was written between a New a Hope, New and, Hope Empire and Empire Strikes Back. Back. But it was, I mean, when I say written between, I mean it was actually written before they ever made Empire Strikes Back. Not takes place. I mean, it does take right. place, but and it was published. It was published between those movies. Let's yeah, and then Luke and Leia get it on in the book. It's kind of disturbing. <laughs> and he cuts Vader's arm off in the book. Luke yeah. yeah, yeah, he cuts Vader's arm off in the book. And but then, welcome to Tangent once again. Hey, and we've got a new podcast coming. Steve and I are just going to kill ourselves, apparently, we're, on the we're air. We're just going to be podcasting fools. And we're going to quit our jobs, move away, find some place in the hills together. No, I'm not going that far. But we, uh, 
We're if gonna, anyone wants to sponsor us at a year's salary apiece to do like all these different podcasts, I'll do it. There's donation buttons all over the place. Do it. Um, so we're we're gonna do an, we're not gonna announce it yet. Should we announce it? Um, I'm enjoying the guesses on the. On I the am forum. too. We started a forum thread just to see if people could guess what it is, and I've been really enjoying everybody guessing to see what it's going to be about. Should we give out another hint? Um, right now. I mean, yeah. Let's give out another hint. Okay. Um, I don't know what to say. Okay. I, unfortunately, tangent has has met its demise. Uh, for right now. Yeah. And uh, that's probably the site's going to come down. I think the episodes will still be up on iTunes for people who want to catch up on those. But um, that that's something I can't carry by myself, and uh, it's hard to do. So I might have to terminate that show. But that'd be yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, but moving on. This is a Smallville and Superman show, and while that's right. while that's our right. fans love for us to get off topic, we love to talk about one of our favorite TV shows and one of our favorite comic book characters. So let's do that before we bore anybody to tears right now. And not a lot of news going on right now. Strike is still active. Uh, probably will be for a long time. Still keeping us at five episodes for left for the seventh season. I have it very, from a very good source today that it may now be February before we get to see Persona. Yeah. Mm. Um, originally, Persona, we had heard, originally it was going to be January 3rd, which would mean we were only a few days away from it. Then it was January 31st. 31st. Today I heard February 7th. Ah. Uh, um, and they're killing me. Possibly, they're late, killing me. possibly later than that. Mm. Just that, that, it sucks. But that's yeah. that's the way it is. Really looking forward to Persona, though. Got a lot to talk about it in today's episode. Not a whole lot else. Something not we say. Lot, not a lot going on. Not, not a lot, lot going, going on. on. We say that a lot on here because uh, it's the truth. There's some rumors going around that Kristen Kroc is going to appear in a Street Fighter movie. And let me tell you, you can't have a Street Fighter movie without John Claude Van Damme. So <laughs> if he's not in that one, I won't be viewing it. I can tell you that much right now. And I, I don't, was never a big, never big Street Fighter guy anyway. Uh, me either. And I don't know if she's actually, I don't think she's actually confirmed for this yet. I think it's just a rumor. So there's probably been, she, she might have done some auditions for it or something. Then. Well, let's work on getting that exclusive, Derek. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll make a call. I'll be, I'll get okay. on that. Um, so one thing we do want to mention, and I'll put a link up to it on the website and down here in the AAC, go to Amazon or actually buy it from here, uh, and, and support the show. Craig Byrne, who does Krypton site, uh, the season five companion, it's just been released. He wrote this book, amazing book, really good, really good detail about everything. He did season four, came out a few months ago. He's doing season six and I believe it's streets in March and just just vast amount of knowledge in this book stuff that would take us several episodes to cover that you have at your fingertips to read for yourself. So go check that out. Uh, it's the complete season five official companion and, uh, Steve, pick up a copy. I'll try to pick that up, sir. Well, let's talk a little bit about, not a little, a little about, little, lot about, little about, lot about, a little bit, a little, a little bit, a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about the bizarro in the persona. Um, and I kind of want you, you're fascinated by this whole bizarro cornerstone <laughs> that happened. Uh, well, I mean, it was just, uh, I mean, honestly, you called and told me what was about to go down that night. Yeah. Like you called me that day and said, here, here's what is happening tonight. And this is going to be the big shocker. 
Yeah. And um and dude, it blew my mind. I mean, when you called and told me that, like I just started giggling with glee because it was so amazing. And that just opens up a lot of questions. It it answered a lot of things about some of the pictures we'd seen from Persona. Yeah. You know, and so yeah, so I mean I'm just you know, I'm I'm really digging this thing and, and you know, and, and as we think about what's gonna be going on, I, I think the first thing is is he's obviously got a plan. Bizarro right. obviously has a plan. Um, you know, he moved into Clark's life and he had an agenda when he did it, you know, and and the big part of his agenda was finding out everything Lana knew. I mean, he he did the he pulled the perfect, you know, just tell me what's going on. Let's work together on this and suckered Lana in. And so he could find out everything that was going on with Lex. And, you know, and it may be that he has an agenda as much as he does against Clark, against Lex for some reason. Quite possible. I want to read an email here from uh, Stephen. Stephen says that he started listening to Shu after he heard, uh, uh, well, I guess he heard about or heard me on the 10th Wonder. So thanks for that, Stephen. And he says that they're both great shows, but he said he just wanted to tell us what he thought Bizarro has been uh, up to this time. And he says, he says, first off, he thinks that Martian Manhunter has something to do with him being back. Uh, he says, I somewhat also think that the... I can't talk tonight. I somewhat also think that the Manhunter did something at the Fortress to hold the real Clark. Remember the last person to see Bizarro was the Manhunter. He might have come together with Bizarro. That's the only way I can think of that Bizarro also knows about Kara, because the Manhunter knows she's here. So he could have told Bizarro. Remember, Kara doesn't trust Manhunter. And there's also a reason for that. So I think that's that's an interesting email. Now I I don't quite agree with it, Stephen. No, I, uh, that's an interesting take, and I would be interested to see, you know, how much Stephen's been into the other cartoons and that kind of thing, and, and the comics and that sort of thing. Because the one thing I don't think Jean would ever do is team up with this guy. Right. You know, I don't think I don't think John has a uh, a nefarious. Can I use the word nefarious? I like the word nefarious. You know, plan. <laughs> I don't think he's. I don't think they're going to do the switcheroo and make him a bad guy. No, no, no. It's um, he's too perfect the hero for that. I he guess. He really once when it comes down to it, he is. Now they have given him more of an edge than what he has in the cart in the comics and the cartoons. Um, you know, for him to be Jarrell's enforcer and that kind of thing, right? But um, but I don't, but I don't think his goodness is in question. I mean, Clark is obviously, to me, in the way I take it, is Clark is obviously in the fortress because of Jarrell right now, and that's something you said before Jim and I ever went on. I said I felt like he was, that was his punishment, being held captive. Now, a lot of people think that it's Jor-El. A lot of people think it's Jor-El releasing Bizarro, and that's punishment. And I don't think that's the case at all. Yeah, I don't think that's the case at all because I come back to I don't think again you've got to believe Jarrell is evil and he wants and he doesn't want um, good things for Earth when you know he stepped in and told Clark I go back to season four the end of season four when Jarrell said you know the fate of the world is in your hands right now season what you know season four <laughs> I don't know I don't know what you're talking about um, it was this great episode called um, commencement never heard of it. Yeah, you should watch it sometime. It was actually pretty good. I wouldn't know anything about it. That was, you know, that was in 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 the geek realm. That was the coolest night ever because not only did we get an hour and a half 
Smallville, you got the ten minute dark uh, Batman. You got begins. the ten minute Batman begins, but at midnight that night, we also got Revenge of the Sith. I remember, sir. I remember that. I remember because I, I was there at midnight. Oh, that night. so was I. Moving on. <sighs> no, I think Bizarro's back because Bizarro got out of whatever it was that John put him in. Well, what did John put him in? Well, and there, you know, and that's how you've got to. I mean, I think that's a question that's got to be answered: is how did he get dealt with the first time? Oh, you don't have the script in front of you. Um, oh, no. Well, hold on, I'll tell everybody. Okay. <laughs> Shouldn't that be in spoiler? Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Even if I knew, um, which I uh, if, listen. If I'm going to have to be the straight man, let me know, okay, before oh. we start recording. Um, yeah, Steve. But, Steve definitely cannot be straight. Anyways. <laughs> um, Sorry, that was, I'm cutting mm. deep tonight. Okay. So, um, Bizarro. Bizarro had a plan, and I guess the thing, the, the question with his plan is, did he, did he or did he not know Clark was out of the picture? You know, there's a chance that he knew Clark wasn't, you know, that Clark was in the fortress, that he wasn't around Smallville, and he wasn't around his friends, so that he, and, you know, so somehow Bizarro might, may have known that. He might have gone to the fortress first. Could have. To to, you know, to try to attack, to attack Clark that way and seeing, oh, well, I've got it made now. And I've said before, I think Bizarro might have been doing a little Dick tracing, going around watching Clark because he knew about... Oh, sure. I mean, that's... that's a, The thing about this Bizarro is, their take on Bizarro is he's not dumb. No. You know, he's he's smart. And he doesn't desire, and I, I like the fact that he's really not a good guy. He does not desire to be the hero. And that's something you know, we've uh, we've got right here. Uh, another email I've got from uh, Weldon. Weldon says, in the comics, isn't Bizarro confused into thinking he's the actual hero, not Clark? He says, I'm not sure. It's been a while. And if so, would that make sense with the way he's acting right now, all good and heroic, kind of like by saving Chloe and everything? And I like that idea, but Bizarro thinks, in the comics and stuff, Bizarro thinks he is Superman. To it, in some, I mean... With DC, you've got to go to what incarnation? True. Of Even post crisis, you've got to do that. Now, well, from from a good ideal of Bizarro, he wants to be Superman. Right. He wants to, and but he's doing the opposite. Instead of saving, he's hurting people. He's killing them, and you know, he's got the. And I hate that we didn't get to see the reverse uh, superpowers Paul. on the show. I would have liked oh, to have yeah, seen the yeah. fire breath and the the ice vision, uh, but you know he. He he thinks he wants this ideal to be as much like Superman as he possibly can be, and he's kind of duped into that. You know. He, yeah, he, and I well because because of the way he was cloned in the comics and that sort of thing. In the animated series, they did a good job of making Bizarro a very sympathetic character. Yes, and um, you know, but that's not what he is here. He you know he is obviously he is forged from a criminal you know Phantom from the Phantom Zone, and you can never forget that. That you know, well, it's, that, that, yeah, it's what uh, John Jones and Lionel say. He's a Kryptonian lab experiment going wrong. That's a, I mean, so, at the base, that's exactly what he is. And he's not saving Chloe because he's duped himself into thinking he's the hero. He's saving Chloe to dupe everybody else to make him think that he's Clark. That's how I took it. If definitely. Chloe, I mean, if Chloe died up there by Lana and you know and Lionel and and even Martha, you know, all the way up in D.C. would be like, why didn't you save her? You were in the same building. 
you know, and, and so, and we, and, you know, we are going to not really touch on some spoilers here, but just kind of some mild stuff that we know is going to happen in Persona. Chloe is going to be the one to first figure out that Clark's not acting like himself. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it was a good thing. And Chloe probably would have spotted that and picked up on that had she not been stuck in an elevator the entire time. In Gemini. There were some little nuances in, in Gemini, and a lot of the emails we got said that, uh, even Weldon said that with a minute left in the episode is when they started figuring out something's really not right. <laughs> Gosh, I love Gemini so much. That was such a great... <laughs> I made you happy that afternoon, didn't I? It was, yes, it was wonderful. Yeah. It was wonderful. But, you know, the thing is, is whether or not he knew Clark was out of the picture, he had this plan in place to come in... And, and come into his life in some way for whatever reason. And and that's where the pictures we've seen, and again, I don't want to get touch into too much spoilery material, but the pictures that have been released by CW show what we first thought was Clark with Brainiac. Right. And and it, we now know it's Bizarro and Brainiac. Right. And, um, and so, I, you know, the question then is, is did he know Brainiac was still a viable option? Or did he just find out when he got to the, you know, the catatonic woman? You know, that's up in the air right now, as far as we can say. Uh, how all that goes and plays into effect in the episode. Does Bizarro actually seek out Brainiac? We know for a fact, or I know and I've told you for a fact, what he's seeking Brainiac out for. Why he is gone right. and why he's found uh, Milton Fine and, and the plan that he's formulated uh, bizarro's smart he's methodical this this right. version that's, of what, that's what i was going to say i guess about this incarnation of bizarro where the other one has been pretty dumb you know all the other ones we've seen this is not a dumb bizarro no and you use the word methodical and i think that is is him to a t i mean right down from the way when when we first saw him in the season finale of season six and in, in phantom you know, when he just looks at Clark and says, I'm you, just a little more bizarre. Well, and I say methodical, and he's not methodical in the sense that Brainiac is methodical. Bizarro would rather, I think, throw punches and ask questions later. Brainiac would rather monologue you to death. Well, but the thing is, is, is Bizarro's going to be a lot more smart about, a lot more smart, a lot smarter about his villainy than Clark is no, on, about go, his heroism. go with a lot more smart, you know, I think okay. that's fine. <laughs> Me, me, I'm not tired. Um, well, Clarky's got a lot of uh, ice to get out of, or a crystal. Well, whatever. You know, and, well, and that's the thing. If it know, snows too, there, I call it ice. If it's just <clears throat> if it's just regular there, I call it crystal. <laughs> I call it crystal, actually. Uh, well, you know, in this episode too. Gosh, this persona's going to be chock full of stuff because you've got now the brainiac factor. And you've got the Bizarro factor, and I really feel like Bizarro is going to have to be dealt with in Persona. Well, let's talk about a little bit about what Bizarro's initial plan is, and uh, it's not really. I, I think any avid watcher of the show, watcher, yeah, watcher. I think any avid mm-hmm. watcher of the show would gain some sort of respect for what Bizarro is trying to do, and kind of figure that out on their own, and be like, "What is he up to? Why is he doing this?" He's doing exactly what he said he wanted to do in the first episode of this season. Kill Clark, take over his life. Yep. And that's what he's going to do now. Only, at this point, Clark is detained. We, we're not to assume indefinitely, because how could Clark do what he needs to do via Jor-El if he's, you know, frozen this entire time? I mean, he, Jor-El's 
if Jor-El's just gotten him in detention and he's going to let him out later, that's something different. But I don't think by any means should we think that Clark is supposed to stay where he is indefinitely. But Bizarro seeks out Brainiac to rid them of Clark forever. Well, sure. Yeah, and 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 I guess maybe you could end up with a classic um, villain-on-villain situation. Right. Where Because Brainiac's agenda is much different than Bizarro. Oh, I think it's going to be an uneasy alliance between the two of them. Uh, I would say almost extremely. Even if Bizarro ends up tricking... I mean, even if Brainiac ends up tricking Bizarro in the long run. I mean, they can't really put him in the Phantom Zone because he'll just come right back out. You talking about Bizarro? No, Clark. Oh, Clark. Oh, sure. When they're trying to get rid of him, I mean, you just cut your hand open, cut your hand open, even though you're bleeding from your face and your torso and everywhere else. But we're going to cut your hand open to (laughs) put blood on the podium at the same time. Well, they want to make sure it was untainted. Oh, completely. There's nothing wrong with that one. So, I mean, you can't really get rid of him that way. So, and then you're kind of led to believe, well, what did Martian Manhunter do to Bizarro in the first place at the beginning of the season? How did he get rid of him? Obviously, he didn't do a well enough job because he's back. Right. And a lot of people thought, well, he put him in the Phantom Zone, and I I would be led to believe that. But then again, the don't ask, don't tell policy that John Jones discussed with Clark about that he had with Jor-El, wouldn't you just say, well, I put him in the Phantom Zone? Yeah, I mean, I think with Clark knowing about the Phantom Zone and knowing what it's there for, and, and Clark having sent some people back to the Phantom Zone himself, I mean, that's what the Crystal did with Zod. Right. You know, so, you know, he sent someone back to the Phantom Zone in and of itself. I don't think that would have been an issue. I always, in my mind, I envisioned John doing something a lot more heinous to Bizarro as far as just making him suffer. Yeah. Like almost finding an asteroid or something that it's, it always faces the sun and he just, you know, stuck him there. Well, he didn't exactly take him to Rikers. I mean, you know, he's not imprisoned. I mean, he, he may be imprisoned somewhere, but he's not exactly in some place it would be so easy for him to get out of but wherever he is he has healed obviously from the final shot that we saw of him in bizarro and he has um gotten his thoughts together a little bit better on how to deal with things and he's made the perfect reappearance now that clark is is uh, as we said detained at the fortress solitude he's he just segued into clark's life so perfectly you know, he's gone yeah. two well, weeks. Well, the fact that he's healed, the fact that he's healed, kind of gives some credence to the idea that he may have been sleuthing around. You know, he, he could have been around Smallville. You know, the meteorite capital of the world. And we have no reason to believe that Brainiac and he haven't already talked before Persona. That's true. Yeah, you know, there's nothing other than the girl in the catatonic state speaking Kryptonese. There's no really, which was, awesome. which was awesome. There's no real reason for us to believe that. I mean, if he's trying to, as Chloe said, reboot and learning from the mistakes and trying to fix himself, that might be why James Marsters looks so sickly in those images we've seen. Yeah. But then we see yeah. him with another character in some images, and he looks like he's back to his bad old bastardly self. Good old self. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, and then and then too, there's the whole timeline of when. When was Bizarro a lab experiment, you know, and to to go wrong? Did did Zod know about him, you know? And Zod knowing about that that situation, did by proxy then Brainiac already know about him? So, you know, there's a good chance that whether they've talked or not, that Brainiac or the Phantom that is Bizarro now knows they know about each other. Right. 
if they haven't spoken, just based on the going-ons on Krypton right. before it was destroyed. I wish some of this had gone in the book, because when you read Last Days of Krypton, there's some real cool stuff that goes into it. Um, Zod and Jor-El being friends, colleagues, Martian Manhunters in the book. Just some really cool Is he stuff. Really? Yeah. i got to pick that John up. John Jones, yeah, yeah, he's in it. So... Um, I, I gave my other copy. I would send it to you. I gave my other copy to my dad because he wanted to read it. Because I've got the one I've got Kevin autographed for me. So, uh, so, so Kevin actually, and, and this is again another discussion. He he did the thing where he's he's actually taking the Smallville mythos and mixing it on in with the movie and that sort of thing. Not too. that closely, but okay. um, but enough of a nod. Yeah. Um, for instance, uh, Kara isn't around really. Right. Um, Zor-El is, but, you know, none of that. So you're led to believe at the end that Argo City did split off and they lived. <laughs> In a pocket of air. In a pocket of air. <laughs> Under the sea. Very silver agent. Yeah, so. But the the big thing regarding this episode and the big thing that we, that we heard about before even we really heard about Brainiac or before we even saw Bizarro in the final moments of moments, final seconds of Gemini, is uh, Draxer. Well, yeah, Mark McClure, but Daxer, uh, this character... Is it Daxer or Draxer? I think there's an R in there. It may not be because they're related to Jaxer, and there's no R in that, so I think it is Daxer. D-A-X hyphen U-R. A Kryptonian left on Earth, probably much in the way E.T. was, and... uh, (laughs) He has been there. He couldn't get a speak and say and a speak and spell and no, because those home? things are so creepy. No, oh. I want to eat you, um, <laughs> dude. Mine used to. My I had one as a kid. Mine would just randomly come on and start talking in the middle of the night. I you had a demon possessed. I had a spell. Louisville Slugger and I beat the hell out of that thing one time. <laughs> <laughs> I went office space on that thing because it scared the crap out of me. Anyway. Um, so he's going to be in the episode. He's this Kryptonian. He's been on Earth presumably a hundred years. If you remember the SOS medallion that they find in Fierce, he is presumably the one that has left this. Right. What do you make of all this? <clears throat> I I don't know. I mean, that's... I'm not... And here's where I'm going to confess to a little lack of geek knowledge is is I'm not familiar with the Jaxer character in the comics. I don't think it's going to be related. Okay. I really don't. All right. Well then, then here's the thing. I don't see, I don't see him being evil. We've had too many evil Kryptonians show up. You Those know, are the best time, kind. I know, I know, but I'm just to me. I mean, Clark said it best. I'm supposed to be the last son of Krypton, but you people keep popping up all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm fine with the Kryptonians popping up. It's just, I mean, hello, there had to be millions, if not billions, of them on the planet. And, but actually, eighty-seven. But him, just that's it. Eighty-seven. Eighty-seven. World population. That's crazy. Everybody had their own country. <laughs> I claim this planet in the name of Mars. I vacationed there once in the spring. Isn't that lovely? Um. You know, I don't know. I, he's I got, got the he's reference, got be, by the way. Very nice. Okay, thank you. <laughs> he's got to be involved. <laughs> he's got to be involved some way in the whole plot situation. With I don't, you know, they can't pull. What was the episode where Clark went to Seattle? Static. And Batista was in it. 
Yeah, they can't pull a static where they've got two separate storylines going on. This this guy is. I don't think we're going to see that Daxer is evil. Yeah, uh, at all. And and I think I mean it. It'd be nice to me if he kind of holds some type of key to being able to helping Clark. You know, because obviously he doesn't have his powers, but if um, or he may. You know, I don't know, but it would be nice if he held some kind of key to helping Clark, you know, defeat this duo. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean... And unfortunately, you, we'll probably, Mark McClure will probably meet his end in this episode as well. Mm, that's sad. Dave McFly. Oh, it'd be <laughs> Which I hate because he's so cool, but anyway. Um, but, um... But but you know to say he's going to help Clark is assuming that Clark is actually going to be around in persona, right? And he is, you know. So so how does he get back? What happens? I mean, you know, I agree with you that I don't think Jarrell had a you know was just going to leave him in the little crystal in death. Jarrell sent his mental set his mental alarm. He did not hit the snooze, and uh, Clark gets out, and Jarrell says, "Hey." We messed up. I put you in here, and there's somebody in Smallville pretending he's you. Well, that's what I'm, you know, and I'm almost wondering if Jarrell takes him out early because that's of what that. I think happens. I think he, I think you know, he figures out what senses something going on, and especially if Brainiac re- reactivates fully. exactly. And um, which oh, gosh, can I? I love, I love it when the hero comes back. You know, one of my favorite moments in Superman 2 is when the villains are in the Daily Planet and the wind starts blowing and, you know, and it blows all the newspapers, you know, away and the music kicks up and then, boom, he's there on the flagpole. In general, would you care to step outside? I just love the, the when Clark come back, came back from the Phantom Zone, you know, and comes walking like a pimp out of that crazy. Zod, don't even start with me on that. That's, that, <laughs> that's, that's the coolest thing ever. Uh, you know, I just love stuff like that. So I'm hoping for some type of moment. You know, the conversation between he and Jarrell, you know, building up to you've got to go back now. And then he shows up and hopefully he'll have some cool line before he punches, you know. and and uh, Oh, yeah. And and March and I will have the music and it'll be awesome. It'll be huge. And we'll get to see another Clark and Bizarro fight, uh, hopefully. I hope so. Hopefully it won't just be dialogue because, as I said before, Bizarro is much more shoot first, ask later. Yes. And both of them are that way. I mean, I imagine because you said it too that you know that Bizarro's the same way as Clark is as far as that goes, and and I, and and it would be great just to see them see each other and just go at. It. Heck yeah! <laughs> like I'm getting excited just thinking about. It. And then you've got um, Brainiac, who is not going to be gone at the end of this episode. James Marsters will be back for the finale, and probably because his four episode commitment did not. Uh, pan out. He's only going to be in two in these last five. Hopefully, he'll be back in season eight. I, the finale is going to the the final moments of episode fifteen are going to deal heavily with Brainiac. Which can I say it? It would make me happy if he's in episode fifteen and that doesn't end up being a season uh, series finale, rather, and they come back in season eight and he's in the season premiere of season eight because that would make me feel much less ripped off than I did coming back into season six where he was just yeah. gone. I was just told to yeah. tell you to get it together. I don't know what that means, oh, but take it to heart. Oh my God. Yeah, funny. The money online. Anyway, you're doing good. Give it going. How do they know I don't have it together? Oh, they, they're guessing. 
Oh, they made yeah. a very good educated guess. Now then. They they sure did. Congrats to whoever <laughs> you are. So we we know that Clark will return. We know that they're hopefully we don't know, but hopefully there will be this showdown between Clark and Bizarro. We know Brainiac will not be vanquished in this episode. But Brain I think Bizarro has to be. I think this is where his story ends, at least for the season. Well Yeah. For this season. That, yeah, that's what I'm saying, at least for the season. Um I like that he's gonna be that he's back around. I, I felt like they got rid of Zod way too quick. As do I, and I feel like that there hasn't been the threat of his return near enough. Uh, the th- the three episode arc would have felt good for the beginning yeah. of season six, much like uh, uh, two of my favorite episodes, uh, or uh, Exodus and Phoenix. Uh, and yes. I love the the two parter in that. Of course, Super Bow was. Just cool to me, but <laughs> I cannot tell you the night. Oh my gosh! Those when he comes out, he says, "You're coming home with me, son." And then he just runs yeah. at him. And my friends and I just—it was like we were watching a wrestling match or something. We just went nuts. And then, of course, to be continued. I make all these references to him, but he doesn't get them. It's a waste to oh to Schneider. Yeah. You you call him like Super Bowl? Well, no, not so much that. But I'll just say stuff from the show, and then if he does get oh. it, he just tells me to shut up. But <laughs> like if I pick him up from the airport, he's like, "You're coming with me," and he he just kind of looks at me, and I'm like, "Okay, just get in the car." <laughs> it, that's really pretty much how that ends. Uh, so, but at least you have the guts to do that. Stuff. Yes. Well, Persona should propel these last five episodes. Well, I guess Jim and I really did with. Because not only is this all going to go on, you've got um, Julian meeting Lionel in Persona. Oh, yeah. Good night. How is this going to be an hour-long television uh, show? They're going to probably mess it up. I don't know, and they're not going to mess it up. But <laughs> Don't say Well, that. I mean, you think about it. You, 42 minutes is all we're getting. How are you going to do all that? I, I'm going to feel cheated. I am. I don't mind telling you right now. I feel cheated we're not going to get the uh, the the good two hours that this could be. Because then we're going to come it's, off it's this, per- and, and it's it's Siren. Not that I'm not looking forward to Siren, but... Because I'm I'm very pumped for Ollie's return. Yay, Black Canary. Whoa, who cares? I, how, cool, how cool would it be, and, and I know from what we know, it's not necessarily going to be this way, but... How cool would it be if the events of Persona were wrapped up in Siren thanks to Ollie coming back and helping out? Oh, that won't happen. I know. I'm saying, though, how cool. I'm dreaming. You always... You make me wish for more. I don't... (laughs) (laughs) That's what everyone tells me. When they meet me and everything, they're like, wow, I was really wishing for more, Steve. Hmm. Nah, I don't buy that. You're good stuff. Well, that, that's kind of what we're feeling for Persona. As as you can hear, Steve and I are very excited about it, and we've set this up in our minds a whole lot, so I'm hoping not to be disappointed, and it's Smallville, so I very much doubt that I will be disappointed. Yes, and I hope we didn't set everyone else up too much to be yeah. disappointed. Email Steve at... <laughs> Don't email <laughs> Shu with your problems. They're, they're not... Uh, leave me a message in the forums. That's where I check my email. Yeah. All directed to the forums, which I've got a sticky. <laughs> I'm gonna remove that sticky. Let's Don't let's do talk that. about let's get some more emails. Uh, this one is from Brett. 
uh, Brett's talking about just recently uh, starting listening to Shoot because he saw us on the Smallville Season 6 DVD. Awesome, Brett. Everybody pick that up. You can go to the houseofelpodcast.com and, and find those and support the show as you buy them. And um, let's see, what all does Brett have to say? He gives a nice little dialogue between Clark and Lana that we usually hear about their relationship, which is funny. Uh, I love you, I love you too, our relationship is complicated, blah, 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 that kind of thing. Funny stuff. Uh, says he literally jumped when he saw Bizarro's face. And we see the fortress that the real Clark is frozen, and uh, this is the punishment that Jor-El chose. I can't wait till Persona, the long-awaited return of Milton Fine, a.k.a. Brainiac, and Mark McClure playing Dax Ur, or Siren with the return of the Green Arrow. He says, I never really liked the Green Arrow, but after seeing him on Smallville, that changed. I think that was a lot of people's reactions. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, Smallville did a lot for the Green Arrow. I'm still anxiously awaiting Supermax. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, D- David uh, S. Goyer, if you're listening, get on it. Jump on it, sir. I don't know. I don't, what, jump he said on there was it. Jump. A, Apache, jump on it. Um, there. I don't know if the script's done for that. I guess there's not a whole lot you can do with the strike going on. Damn this strike. <laughs> I damn thee. Okay. <laughs> So, what else does uh, Brett have to... Are you okay over there? Okay. I am, I am. Brett has goes on to say he's looking forward to the reveal of the Black Canary, and he's very sad that the season will be so short, but I think you're right. This is a chance for the bonus features like a gag reel on the DVD. We're going to do that um, Warrior Angel bonus feature. I don't care what it takes. I'm, I'm there, We're doing man. That. I'm so, there. That is awesome. And let's read another one here. This one is from Aaron. And Aaron's got um, a few questions, actually. I think Aaron emails in the Tenth Wonder a lot. So, yeah. I don't know. Aaron! I might be wrong on that one. Thank you for... What up? Uh, That's my ear you're screaming into, sir. So, hey guys, quick questions for you. Have you always been comic book and Superman fans? Shut up. Your whole life, or was Smallville what got you into them? Also, in your opinion, what is the best and worst season of Smallville? Because I'm deciding what season to buy. I'd like to get six, but haven't seen enough of it to know if it's the best one to buy. Also, what is the shoe voicemail? And I've recently downloaded all the episodes off of iTunes. They're great. Are you still selling old shoes? Old shoes. Are you still selling old shoes on a CD? As a packed email. Uh, let's let's get with the uh, the. First one answer first. the last question well, first because you know the, the last that. question first. Um, <laughs> to answer the last question first, shut up. Uh, old shoes on the I never did it, we didn't get a whole lot of de- demand for it, and I think that's because a lot of people probably heard those 18 episodes and were like, Yeah, why would we want to pay for those? Um, you caught a lot of junk for that too, didn't do you? Do what like were people making fun of you for trying to sell it? Really? I think a few people were. You know, we get called, and somebody put the, you know, I just, I, I love constructive criticism, and then I love people that are just being asses, <laughs> and there's somebody that left us a review on iTunes at, that, um... Which explains our friendship. How does that work? You love people that are, when they're just... Yeah, that would be you. Uh, <laughs> we, we got this review on iTunes, and I don't know if the guy still listens to the show or not, I just thought it was funny. He said that we... How did he word it? I don't have it before me. We over ESPN eyes everything. And I think he took that to mean ESPN's got some hilarious content when they're not just doing sports stuff like their commercials and stuff. 
Yeah, I think he says yes. that's kind of what we do. We ESPN, Smallville, and Superman. I take that as a compliment. I kind of enjoy it. Yeah, that's a, that's a awesome. Thank you, whoever you are. I wish I'd have been a part of you when you guys were doing that. <laughs> I still do it. It's just kind of harder. That's what wrote me into Shoe, Which sir. That just that kind of stuff that you guys. Yeah, do. I remember the one of the first times I, mean, I talked to you. You were watching the Phantom Zone video. We don't need to go down. That I was. Road. I've still got that on my computer, and I watch Wonderful. it all the time just for kicks Anyways, and giggles. Uh, so we never put the first eighteen episodes on. And I, I, I need to just release them. I really do. And if you feel like sitting through them, they're hilarious. They are. I listened to. I found them the other day. I had them on an old computer that I was using back that summer, and. uh they're great just for a laugh because, I mean, we really do a good job of doing the Smallville stuff. But it was also, we we started with Vessel, and then there was a whole three months before we got to season six. <laughs> so the first episode you find on iTunes is episode 19, Zod. And that's how everything started. And we didn't, I mean, there were Superman Returns, but other than that, there wasn't a whole lot going on. And we had the announcement about Aaron Ashmore as Jimmy Olsen and Justin Hartley as Oliver Queen, but uh, but uh, yeah, that was that was pretty much the big stuff happening. So they're fun to listen to, and one day very soon they'll probably be on the website, and you can all go kick yourselves for uh, watching that. Now the shoe voicemail, the voicemail service we use it's it's a great service, it's a free service. Um, unfortunately, one day it works, and the next day it doesn't. And one day we'll get 100 voicemails. They'll all be really good quality. And the next day we won't, there'll be another 100 emails and they'll just be absolute crap quality. And it's not the people sending the voicemails fault. It's the service. And it just really screws up sometimes. And the number, we've changed the number a bunch of times because they told us that's how we can fix it if we change the number. Right now we don't have, as of a week ago, we don't have a voicemail number. There's one on the website. It doesn't go to our voicemail. If you don't hear my voice, it's not the shoot voicemail. So hopefully we'll get that working again. Maybe try to find another service that's a little bit uh, more user-friendly for things like that. But as of right now, we don't have one. So if you want to get in touch with us, email us, talk to us on the forum, something like that, you'll get heard. Uh, you can call me. Steve's number is 1-800-BIG-LOVE. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> there you go. There you go. So uh, what season of Smallville should air? And what's the, what's the best and the worst? Um, in best, your opinion, I'm going to go season season five. In my opinion, was okay. The best. Worst, um, worst would be season okay. four. My best my would be season three, and my worst would be four. Yeah. So there you go. That's here. pretty much all that is. Why is season five your favorite? Um, I just, I just found myself loving season five. I, it, it just, everything that went on, there was just so much that was happening and, and I don't know, there, there were moments that I just came away saying this season has not disappointed yeah. me yet. And then you watched and, Thirst uh, and. Well, yeah, Thirst was, is bad, but sorry, let's be honest, <laughs> season three has velocity sorry. or not velocity. What, what was the Pete driving a car? Yeah. Uh, velocity. <laughs> Sorry, Stephen, if you're listening. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm not trying to hurt Thirst, even though you hate that episode, too. Of course, season four had uh, Ageless, so that's why we go off of that. And I don't even call. <laughs> you know what one of my, le- like, even more so than Ageless is um, Forever. I really, it pains me. I've probably only ever seen that episode twice. Which one the, is forever? the guy that freezes everybody in the in the in the mock oh, yeah, Smallville yeah. High to keep everybody yeah. in high school forever? 
Right. Yeah, that bothered yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Even worse than that one was from season two, that Redux. That's not that bad. And that, that's the one with the cheerleader, the, right? The, well, the, prom, the, the girl that uh, sucks the life out of people so she doesn't age. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And George Washington Dukes was the principal. Yeah. very good. Rocky Balboa. Very good. Very good. Rocky, uh, touch me and I'll suit. Now, I wish he would have said that to that girl when he was Have we there. always been comic book fans and Superman fans our whole life? I think I speak for both of us when I say yes. Yes. You, you've always been a Superman fan as well? I've always been a Superman fan, uh, Super Friends, the movies. I didn't get into comics until I was like 12. Uh-huh. And uh, it was just never a world that I'd gotten into. And I honestly was a Marvel kid growing up. Because as a 12-year-old kid where girls were still icky. Um, girls were icky up for you at 12? I was a late bloomer. Oh, we got a whole other um, slew of problems we got to talk about when we hang up. Girls aren't icky oh, to me. As long anymore. as they're not anymore, that's good. Okay, um, but no, I was you know I was in that weird place where I'm trying to be big and bad and tough and everything, and I picked up a Superman comic to see if I wanted to start reading Superman. Yeah. And at the end of the comic, he and Wonder Woman kissed, uh-huh. and that just kind of ticked me yeah. off. So I'm like, well, I'm never reading a DC comic again because well, I was stupid like that. And then that's not I a came good to reason. DC. Right, I, I agree. It's a stupid reason. <laughs> I was a kid. You're um, a stupid kid. And I didn't really come back to DC. That's fine. I didn't really come back to DC full throttle until uh, they relaunched JLA. And I saw that cover on a comic book shelf of JLA number one. I think it was Grant Morrison uh-huh. doing it, and um, and it had just Super Friends. And this was the '90s, late '90s. I'm like, it was like Super Friends updated. And I just I bought into it and. Reading that Justice League, that JLA, that incarnation of it, it gave history every time you read it. You knew the characters, and I just started to really get back into things. And I rediscovered, I'd always loved Superman, and I just rediscovered how much I loved him at that point. Yeah. So, well, I uh, started for me to, that started at me for a very young age. I, uh, I had a Superman bedroom as a kid. That was my, like a, it was really a nursery Superman theme. When we were kids, they didn't have nursery themes like they do now. Now right. it's like Noah's Ark, Dukes of Hazard, you know, whatever. But um, if you want to have a redneck baby, Dukes of Hazard. But uh, you know what my sister did, which is you'll love this, um, and I've never seen this done before, and probably people will go steal it if I, if they hear it right now because a lot of people don't think about this. Kermit. Oh. And not like all the Muppets, because cool. I mean, you don't want to put animal in front of a kid and and like a little baby. Right. But it was just it was this really cool green color, and it was Kermit everywhere. So I thought huh. it was neat. But I had Superman stuff like all over my room as a kid. My dad has always been a big Superman fan, so he gave me a bunch of his old stuff, his old comics and stuff when I was growing up. So well, yeah. that's cool. All that good stuff. Hope that answers your question, Aaron. Uh, Smallville just kind of reemphasized. My love for it, I guess. Yeah, I watched I watched Smallville because I was a Superman. Right, fan. right. And even though I didn't think season one always got the point across, I stuck with it, and and now it's where it is today, and it's an awesome show. So, well, that's awesome. So we uh, another episode done, another one in the can. We'll be back next week. We're gonna discuss the the timeline of Superman video games. Have you picked up any yet, Steve? No, I got. I haven't had time. I've no, got to get out you're, and, and find you're some. You're so. fired. Uh, so we'll be back with that. That's me and Tim you fired this week. I'm alone. 
I'm, did I fire Tim again this week? We, I've left it. On the forums, I've, yeah. uh, lost my running tab on that. So <laughs> check out houseoflpodcast.com, our site, our home on the internet. Uh, check out our forums at forums.houseoflpodcast.com, where if you think the show is random, go to the forums. And check out, or not check out, because there's not really something to look at, but you can always email us at mail at houseoflpodcast.com. Any questions, comments, uh, compliments that you might have. We, don't get a whole, we love compliments. We don't get a whole lot of those anymore. Uh, and we love cookies. I wonder if you're the cause of that. I. I feel like I am. Probably. Uh, so send compliments to, so I can stop feeling bad. Yeah, send compliments to Steve. Well, send them to us so I can know that you don't hate him. And uh, <laughs> not like that Will guy. Everybody hated him. <laughs> what a punk he was. Uh, I, mean, oh, I, Will, I hate Will for different reasons. Will, I talked to Will yesterday. He is um, back down here. Uh, oh, I'm losing my spot. No, no, not like... <laughs> Just hold on. He was telling me he's throwing a New Year's Eve party and he wanted me to come, but I'm not going to be able to go to it tomorrow night. So, uh, well, Thanks for the invite, Will. Uh, he doesn't like you. I think you pissed him off on the forums. How? Um, I don't know. Will, he, he, get to my sticky and let's talk. <laughs> you and your sticky. And I'll go to your sticky, Will, and we'll talk there, too. So be looking for our new podcast, which will probably be announced within the next five or six days. Uh, it'll be announced probably on Shoe, Geek Out Loud, and Tenth Wonder. Uh, and what else is going on? Two new interviews coming very soon. Very soon. Maybe not even two interviews. Maybe one ultra mega interview. And that will be with me and Will. And they'll duke it out on That's the right. air. Actually, it's going to complete with a Michael Buffer introduction. Actually, it's going to be between you and John Schneider, and we're going to see who actually is from Georgia. Oh, Schneider hadn't lived here in so long. I, I've got to be Schneider never lived there. Okay, exactly. <laughs> this is my point. All right. Until next week. Thanks everybody for sticking with us. We're a little. Uh, my lack of John Schneider knowledge is exceeded only by my lack of Terminator knowledge, and which is only exceeded by my lack of Teletubby knowledge. That's right. <laughs> Mine, mine. <laughs> we, we need to wrap it mine up. Mine goes only to the banana splits. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>